to Hot to the Touch. I'm Discolic Ken, back for more. Tonight you can feast your ears on great new tracks from Samosa Records, which you've just heard. Lego Funks, The Rebel, Dr. Soul, Cornum, Da Lucas, Walterino, The Beastie Boys, Timbai, and a groovy edit of Groove is in Your Heart. My guest tonight is the White Hot Mark Whites, exclusively on Hot to the Touch. But first, a classic. Joyce Sims sadly passed away this month. She'll be remembered for coming to my life. But let's refresh this amazing track way ahead of its time. A collab with Curtis Mantronic, all in all from 1986.
We've got another feature interview tonight. I'm talking to even funkier later here on Hot to the Touch. a fresh release coming up on Lego Funk. The Rebel needs some money. Thank you. 
Dr. Soul was gracious enough to let us premiere this incredible rework, Dr. Soul Lipstick, Dr. Soul's 1976 pre-disco re-therapy. You can grab it on Bandcamp.
Velode and Corman is letting it all out on Black Riot with this whammy jammy, it's called Bifa. Coming up is our feature interview with even funkier, Stay Locked In. We'll be right back. 
The Italians are at it again. Da Lucas and Walter Reno got locked in the studio at an unknown location in Italy. Two weeks later, only one of them came out with this track on a cassette. It's called Disco Vamp.
Kona Liquid Secret Stash over at thecratesmotel.com is filled with goodies for all occasions. I'm particularly fond of his Beastie Boys reworks. This is Super Disco Breaking, Kona Liquid's reel-to-reel re-re-re-edit.
Morda Lucas, So He's Still Alive, here in a nifty collab with Derek McKenzie from Jamiroquai, Best of Love with Camino Dai on vocals, out soon on Only Good Vibes Music.
another premiere, Timbai, Weba, and there you go, eighth release on Electro Disco Records, Fire. Even funky interview after this.
My blog, Discoholics Anonymous, has always been about discovery, nostalgia, and everything in between. I've been extremely lucky to discover some rising stars very early on, and today's feature artist fits that bill perfectly. I'm talking about Even Funkier, aka Tom Whitaker. Even Funky has seen releases on labels like Spine Disco, Isirks, and Friends Records, Hot Gorilla, Mango Sounds, and Hot Digits, and of course my own Discoholics Anonymous recordings. I've caught up with Tom to talk to him about his rising career, live streaming for mental health, and what the future holds. Exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, we've been featuring a lot of your edits on the blog, and you've given away free downloads via Discolics Anonymous. Who is even funkier? Well, first up, thanks so much for the support. I really uh, appreciate um, Discoholics Anonymous uh, being there for me. Um, yeah, and uh, being a supporter of my stuff from the from the very early days. So that's hugely appreciated. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, I'm just a, a regular guy uh, who who loves music. So I um, I'm a DJ and producer. I live in uh, South London with uh, my wife and two kids. And uh, in my spare time, I, I DJ and I make music. So that's uh, that's who even funkier is. You're an avid uh, re-editor of music. Uh, you've debuted on Ditto Music, as far as I can research, back in uh, July 2020. Um, what makes for a good re-edit, according to Even Funkier? To me, I think there's there's a couple of different types of edits. Um, there's the type of edit where you kind of stay quite faithful to the original and maybe just give it a bit of a polish and kind of beef it up a bit uh, just to make it kind of suit uh, modern dance floors. And then there's the, the type of edit where you kind of take things a little bit further, uh, rearrange the song a bit more, maybe find a little interesting part of that song and try and make something new out of it. Um, and that's the kind of edits that I try to do uh, more. Um, so not necessarily staying that faithful to the original, but trying to make something new and interesting that hasn't been done before. Because to me, if an edit sounds exactly like all of the other edits of that song, then there's no real point that, of, of my edit existing. So yeah, for, for me, it's about um, yeah, just doing something interesting uh, with, the, with the source material. Have we reached a point where it's more or less you know, impossible to do something that hasn't been done before? Do you, do you feel that, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, crate digging that can lead to something unique and extraordinary? I, I think that, well, obviously all the uh, obvious ones have been done uh, and some of them have been done many times, but that's not to say you can't put a new spin on something that has been done many times already. Um, but also I think there's still more digging to be done. So it's I think it's entirely possible to still find absolutely brilliant tracks that have never been edited. Um, so um, yeah, just keep digging. What do you consider your biggest achievement release-wise so far? For me, um, my biggest achievement is definitely um, releasing an EP on Tropical Disco Records, which happened earlier this year. Um, when I started out doing this a couple of years ago, I, I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd get anything signed to any label, let alone Tropical 
Disco, which to me is one of the very best in the game and uh, is an absolutely iconic label on the scene. So to actually release an EP that did quite well as well and then to kind of hear people playing at uh, clubs and festivals and in their mixes was absolutely mind-blowing for me. And to, to see my name above that I- iconic flamingo silhouette was, um, yeah, just an absolute game-changer for me. And what, what's been the biggest plug for you uh, uh, this year? You know, the biggest moment where your song, where your track was dropped? Uh, well, for, for me, my uh, biggest uh, moment this year was um, playing a set at Glastonbury Festival, which, again, is something that I never thought in my wildest dreams would ever happen. But it did happen uh, this year, and uh, I dropped a couple of my own tracks in it. And that was, um, yeah, just such an absolute moment to um, for it all to kind of come together there and for me to have the privilege of playing my own stuff um, at my favorite place in the world. Glastonbury's had a huge part of my life for the last almost 20 years. Um, yeah, so that was just absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> that must have been unreal. It really was. Yeah. You also run the Funkier Radio Show, um, which began airing as a podcast about three years ago. Uh, tell us a bit about your show and how it has uh, evolved. So the show, um, I'd say it hasn't really evolved that much. Um, maybe it should evolve a little bit more, but um, I've kind of stayed fairly true to the formula um, for the last three years. The main difference um, that there's that there's been over the three years is that um, I started out just uploading it to SoundCloud and it now goes out on NDC radio so it's a bit more of a, a proper radio show I guess um, and the, the mix I've always tried to have a real mix of music in the show so I um, just play tracks that I want to play for the first hour and then I invite a guest on um, every episode for the second hour and I've really tried to keep that variation of music um, as, as a core part of the show So I'll mix up the genres, I'll mix up the BPM, and I'll, um, it'll be new new stuff and old stuff as well. And um, one of the main, another change, I guess, is that there has been newer stuff as I've managed to kind of uh, get my way onto more promo lists. I'm lucky enough to be sent uh, a lot more promos than I used to when I first started the show. So there's a lot more new music, but I still try and keep that mixture of new and old because I think that's what helps to make the show unique. Your live streams on Twitch are legendary by now, if not before, then after your infamous 2021 minutes of live streaming and live mixing for mental health awareness back in the summer for 2021. Um, <laughs> tell us a bit. Yeah. <laughs> had there been live streams to, uh, with you if there hadn't been the COVID-19 pandemic, do you think? Um. I'm, I'm not sure if, it, if I would have started live streaming if it wasn't for, for the pandemic and lockdown. I'd like to think I would have found my way to um, to, to Twitch eventually, um, but I'm I'm glad that I did. And um, I mean, the, the the 2021 minute live stream was uh, a, a real uh, experience. Um, that was that was great. It was uh, yeah, it took a long time for my back to recover from that, but um, it was a really enjoyable experience. I managed to raise uh, quite a lot of money as well for, yeah. for mental health which um, was was great um, and I mean I treat the live streams as just um, a, a bit of a practice session just like I treat them as a little gig every week and sometimes I get a few people watching sometimes I don't get that many people watching but I, I, I try and um, take them seriously and um, yeah treat them as a proper gig and um, show up every week and uh, do my best and it's a good outlet for me and it just makes sure I get some some time on the decks. Um, 
Yeah, and um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd have started doing it if it wasn't for, for COVID-19. And I think the same can be said of um, a lot of things as well. If it wasn't for lockdown, I don't know if I'd have ever actually managed to start producing music properly. It was something that I was trying to do for, for many years before I actually managed to work out how to do it. And it was lockdown that gave me the time to actually do that. So uh, in some ways, I'm grateful that, that, um, that, that lockdown happened. Yeah. Um, your musical influ influences are varied and spans multiple genres, um, yet your DJ sets are drenched in nostalgia sound-wise. Uh, do you see an evolution in what you play now compared to like five years ago? Um, I think there's been a, a little bit of an evolution, but I've really tried to keep that mixture um, of, of old and new because I think that's, that's very important. And as I focus on the kind of funkier side of things, that can span, you know, any any time in music. Um, so I think that um, over the last five years or so, I think my, my collection has got a lot bigger. Um, it's got a lot deeper. I've dug a lot deeper for stuff. So I'm now able to draw on a kind of wider range of influences uh, than ever before. And um, as I said earlier, I'm getting more new music now. So, so there's more of a mixture of uh, new and old. But um, yeah, I just try and keep doing what I'm doing and just try and keep things funky. Okay. As a producer in your own right, where would you like to go with your sound in 2023? So there's a lot I want to do with my sound um, over over the next uh, year or so. Um, so I want to keep on doing edits, but I want to make them better, make them sound more polished. And I want to also kind of move into more original material or more sort of hybrid material where I sample things, but it's not strictly an edit. So for me, yeah, it's about um, just sharpening my skills and just getting better at production and um Yeah, just being able to make tracks that really hit hard and um, sound good and crisp and make an impact. Mm -hmm. 2023 isn't far away, so where will it take even funkier if you have a say about it? Uh, well, I'm um, as I say, I'm really hoping to take my productions to the next level um, over over 2023, and um, hopefully um, get signed to some to some good labels and get some support from um, lots of lots of big name DJs. That would be lovely. Um, and then also on the DJing side, I really want to start um, doing some doing some uh, basically gigging more regularly. So uh, I've done a few gigs over 2022, but I want to be doing a lot more over the next. Yeah, and kind of playing bigger and better gigs and being able to play more of my own music at those gigs as well. You uh, attended ADE in Amsterdam recently. Um, uh, tell us a bit about that experience and uh, how it's worked out for like networking for you. Do you see any new opportunities uh, rise after that? I hope there's going to be some opportunities that come out of that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time, because we went out with a big kind of disco family, there were loads of us out there, and we spent a lot of time supporting each other, and it was really lovely to just have so many members of the disco family together, and um, yeah, just being able to, to be out there and support each other, and um, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's going to lead to other things, um, who knows, but um, I think above all else, it was just a wonderful experience to, to spend the weekend uh, with friends, listening to music that we love, and supporting each other. Yeah. Well, we're wishing you the biggest success to come in 2023, Tom. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you so much. Um, it's a real, real pleasure to talk to you.
You can check out everything important in our feature on Even Funkier on www.discoanon.com where you'll find links to free tracks, full discovery and where to catch Even Funkier live. Let me give you a plug, sweet lips, while I'm on the air. Now bend over my body and I'll rub your fingers through my hair. Your mouth run like water, a very beautiful sight. Now put on my favorite group, uh, they call themselves uh, Delight. Nymphonic Orchestra Remix which you can find on our Facebook page for free you can find me back here in a couple of weeks with more funky shizzle I'm Discolic Ken and this is Hot to the Touch with a guest mix from Mark White's after the break Arrivederci Now hold that strawberry alarm clock in its correct position while love fills the air I'm gonna ignite your ignition bottle Mark White's exclusively on Hot to the Touch. (laughs) 
never come my way. Strange as it may seem, I found you just in time.